I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to the Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we're dedicated to keeping the rationalist community informed of things that are going on outside of the rationalist community. Mm, As I always, did better last week. It was the same one. No, it was slightly different last time. I don't remember. All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Miniash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode 76. We're recording on February 13th, 2023. Uh, and we're going to start with uh, our, our, our look back at previous episodes. Um, something on my outline here says Wes and Eniash were wrong. I can't be right. Um, yeah. But don't, don't worry. I wasn't wrong about anything. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. David, what is this about? Yeah, so you guys were speculating last episode about how um, how the prosecution in the Alec Baldwin case might know for sure that Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger, and you were saying, oh, well, he was being recorded with high-definition cameras, so they might be able to, like, look at the recordings and stuff. No, it's just the, the... model of pistol he was using has a it has a fail safe firing mechanism not a fail deadly one there's just it, it's impossible to get that thing to go boom other than by pulling the trigger isn't that what i said uh no no you were also talking about the camera well sure but i remember saying uh, a few statements to the effect of like this guy's an idiot for saying he didn't pull the trigger because the gun fired he definitely pulled the trigger yeah, sure. our, our main yeah, contention yeah, yeah. was yeah. our main contention was that he was an idiot for saying that uh, he you know he knew not to pull the trigger. Exactly. Yes, my point is just you're wrong about why the prosecution in that case knows for sure that he pulled the trigger. I mean, they could also have video of it. Although I okay, I've sure read... they could have video of it, but mostly it's just because it's mechanically impossible. For the pistol to fire unless the trigger is pulled. Okay, but if you're trying to convince a jury, it's much better to have video of the thing than an expert testifying that's going to say, oh, this couldn't have happened. I don't know. I feel like uh, bringing in uh, bringing in one of these models of pistols for show and tell would be pretty compelling. Yeah, well, they could just say, oh, well, it was, it was broken, so that's why, you know. Just a video evidence would be much better. But I also read somewhere that there is actually no video of this because they weren't recording at the time. And uh, that I don't understand at all. Like, what are you doing? Why does he have the gun if the cameras aren't even on? I mean, he was he was doing a rehearsal. If I recall correctly, wasn't he literally fucking around, like, pointing the gun at the, 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 the camera people and being like, pew, pew, gotcha, something like that? Oh, God, I hope not. I really hope not. I heard it was something like that, but it's been a while. My memory could be faulty. Well, you are old now. God damn it. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Also, the person who died, whom you guys consistently referred to as a dude, uh, is a late or was a lady, uh, but you might have been using dude in the gender neutral sense. So I'm not going to hold that one against you. Oh, yeah. I just had no idea. My girlfriend is Hawaiian, and she calls literally everything dude, so uh, I'm, I'm in the clear. I've been corrupted by her. Well, if Charlie says so. Yeah. Good enough for me. All right. Next follow-up is uh, something about... She, uh, she just corrected me that she says bra, not dude. Whoops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Eniash was wrong. How could I had you to... peddle such misinformation? <laughs> I was just trying to save my own ass. Uh, I, know, I well, legit did not remember who got shot. 
All right. Uh, next follow-up is something about these uh, large language models. Since last episode, I have encountered a uh, an LLM that is open source and actually has a good uh, UI wrapper. Uh, oh, much so you can actually like, like use does. it. Uh, so unlike OpenElm, which I uh, rec- kind of soft recommended recently, uh, which is just a naked model, uh, this one is actually you know usable by people who aren't used to uh, interacting with naked computer models, which are by far the least fun kind of naked models to interact with. About to say. <laughs> right? All Have right. You, so would you recommend it? Yeah, it's pretty good. How does it compare to ChatGPT? Uh, it, it's worse than ChatGPT, but also the people who make it aren't evil, so, you know. Yeah, okay. Got to pick your battles. Yeah. Will it let me ask fun questions? <laughs> How uh, do you define fun, sir? Um, something that, uh, you know, the New York Times would call unsafe. <laughs> I, I'm i waiting for an answer from David. Um, Probably. Cool. All right. And this, we have a follow-up on Iran. Yeah, I've got an Iran boner, or specifically a uh, let's kill the the supreme leader and all his cronies boner. That's not working out yet, but, you know, maybe someday. Anyways, in Iran follow-up news, a young couple was given a combined 10-year jail sentence. Uh, It's not clear how much of that went to the guy and how much went to the girl. Um, I'm assuming that more to the guy, because that's just the way it is. Uh, But together, the two of them have been given 10 years in jail for dancing. Um, Specifically, they were dancing... literally footloose. They were dancing in the street and recorded it. So two mitigating circumstances that made it far worse than regular dancing. Uh, Those Uh, are aggravating circumstances. Oh, you're right. Mitigating makes it less bad. Okay. Uh, So, you know, maybe Iran has a point here. But also, on the other hand burn them all down uh, also the iran's revolutionary guard has been increasingly de- deployed to crack down on the protests so i don't know maybe that's good because it means the protests are getting a uh, really disturbing people the powerful people a lot or maybe it's bad because it means that they're getting cracked down on much harder i'm sorry what is it they have a point about who has a point about what you said maybe they have the iran has a point because they were dancing in the street yeah man that's dangerous could corrupt the youth Oh, that is, that is true. I, yeah. I didn't think of the children. <laughs> well, somebody has to. All right. Well, uh, fuck those guys. Mm. Um, and I hope they all fall in a volcano. There we go. All right. On to the new news. Uh, and, and our first story is actually from David. Uh, and he's going to tell us about Palestine. Uh, yes. I, I'm going to tell you about the Palestine that until very recently was the better Palestine. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? But like, that's not possibly changing. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about East Palestine, Ohio, where a train uh, carrying some chemical supplies uh, derailed, and the big brain geniuses in the East Palestine Police Department decided that a reasonable response to this would be to puncture all of the uh, secure containers which were transporting the uh, chemicals and then set them on fire. Uh, except that 
some of the chemicals being transported were vinyl chloride, which is a uh, precursor to polyvinyl chloride, which is a type of plastic. And when you burn it, it lets off a lot of stuff, but among them are phosgene, which was used as a chemical weapon in World War One, and hydrogen chloride, which interacts with water, including water and rain clouds, to form hydrochloric acid. So, yeah, the East Palestine Police Department basically declared unrestricted chemical warfare on the rest of Ohio and also some other nearby states and parts of Canada. Now, vinyl chloride, also very bad for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I heard some people saying, like, oh, well, they couldn't just let the vinyl chloride leak out into the atmosphere. But as far as I can tell, the containers with the vinyl chloride in them were intact. And they were deliberately punctured by the police in order to initiate a quote-unquote controlled burn to dispose of the chemicals. Wait, are you sure? That seems like a poor idea. I'm not sure about that, but I'm having trouble finding any indication that it's not true. Mm. Is this partly hard to verify because they're arresting journalists that are trying to report (laughs) on it? That is, in fact, one of the reasons why it's hard to verify, yes. So I did not go looking for this because I just assumed this was the biggest news in the world and all the environmentalists are making hay out of it and it's everywhere. And then I heard not long before we joined this podcast that this is not anywhere in the like CNN or MSN or any of the major uh, news networks. I, I mean, I don't read the news, so I don't know what is or isn't being covered, but I have also heard that, yes. All right, well, you know what? We can find out right now, and one of us is going to, and that one of us is me. You're a hero. Thank you. I know. I give up a lot for you guys. Let's see. Top story, small metallic balloon. Uh, Former child actor dead. Uh, Another balloon been shot down. Family has been leaving next to their FEMA trailer. More top stories. Teen suicide. uh, Living next to their FEMA trailer. Retirement law increases tax-saving options. Holy shit, there's nothing about this on CNN. Are you, are you surprised? It, yeah, I would think that this would be like all the the um, the environmentalists would be super into this. Oh, they don't care about this. Well, yeah, it not- it's not a nuclear power plant, so they don't want to shut it down. George, let's see, MSNBC, judge rules on Georgia Trump. Uh, there's something sick about GOP's get well message, how Rihanna's halftime show did things. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, Fox News has got to have something. Uh, Black National Anthem Goes Viral, Chilling 9-11 Call. I am so glad that we are recording Inyash getting red-pilled in real time on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Lady Gaga's Father Slams New York. I can't believe... Okay, alright. I mean, I I knew... Oh, oh, here we go. I had to scroll down a little bit, but uh, halfway down the page at Fox, uh, Dem Rep turns on Buttigieg after toxic train derailment. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. They found an angle for the reason to cover right. this. It's Pete Buttigieg's fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I see a there's an ABC News article. I didn't find it on their homepage, but they they at least have an article about it. But it just says that the chemicals were released after doing a controlled burn. Um, and they imply that the vinyl chloride had spilled, and that's why they were burning it. But who knows? 
This, yeah, so um, apparently this is murdering people's pets and chickens and shit. Yeah, uh, so the there this is one of those uh, gift that keeps on giving accidents where uh, the byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, which, by the way, it, I saw one estimate that said there could be as much as a million tons of vinyl chloride uh, going up in Ohio right now. And, yeah, uh, it has stuff that'll wreck the environment now and wreck the environment later. Uh, so they've got enough phosgene to kill small animals, including chickens, uh, migratory birds, foxes, uh, possibly dogs, um, definitely cats. And after the World War One chemical weapons are done doing their thing, the entire area is going to get bleached with uh, hydrochloric acid rain. So, yeah, Yay. it's 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 very 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 bad. This is awful. The at least here in this the slightly buried Fox News article, the the representative from Minnesota is making a statement saying it'll have negative impacts on health for decades and is calling for a congressional inquiry. So I guess someone's paying attention to it out there. Also, that is not too far from Pittsburgh. I did yeah. remember hearing about that. Like somebody specifically mentioned Pittsburgh in an article and I was like, oh shit, is Wes going to be okay? Are you okay, Wes? Uh, Pittsburgh is very, very far from me. He lives in the other major metro that starts with a P. I okay. Yeah, I, I live uh, in New Jersey. Yeah, which is on the exact opposite side of the state of Pennsylvania as Pittsburgh. Okay, well, I don't know geography of of the East Coast because. You know. <laughs> All right, well, let me explain Pennsylvania to you. Pennsylvania yeah, it's just flyover is... country. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> you fly over it on the way to Europe. Pennsylvania is like a mini version of the rest of the country, where you've got your coastal cities of Philadelphia on the east coast and Pittsburgh on the west coast, and then you got Alabama in the middle. <laughs> All right, that that was actually very informative. Yeah. Thank you. Or is or is or is there? A, we sometimes refer to it Pennsylvania. Mm, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. This this seems awful. I've heard people already saying that it's like Chernobyl, both in environmental effect and in how it's being treated by the national media of the country affected. Yeah, which is completely ignoring it. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And as is the case in Chernobyl, the key takeaway is the government is dumb and bad, not <laughs> uh, whatever technology slash industry was directly uh uh for lack of a better word i'll say responsible uh is bad so you know keep that in mind is there any word as to what caused the derailment uh i did hear some so there is actually something you can blame the chemicals industry for uh i heard some discussion that there was an Obama era regulation saying that like all car all cargo trains need to have like brakes on every car. Um and uh the chemical industry lobbied to get themselves exempted from that requirement. Hmm. And that requirement, if implemented in this case, would have prevented the crash. But uh, again, that's more or less a rumor, and I really don't know anything more about it. As I've said before, I am a data scientist, not a train scientist. You've said that before? 
Uh, it's kind of a running gag I have. Whenever oh, someone cool. asks me about something I don't know about, I say, I'm a data scientist, not an ex-scientist. Ah, uh, okay, I was specifically thinking about trained scientists this time. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm, I was being way too literal. <laughs> All right. All right. Any any more comments about this before we move on? We're going to I'm assuming we're going to hear a lot more of this because how do you keep under wraps that a chunk of Pennsylvania is semi uninhabitable? And you Ohio. Just don't talk about don't it. forget about Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you just don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it maybe. doesn't it doesn't play into anyone's pre-existing narrative, so well, maybe they'll make a movie about it with Julia Roberts, and then people will find out. Nah, that won't be for like thirty years. Yeah, yeah but thirty years from now, once once there's no <laughs> yeah, one can help get accountable from anymore. Now, once we can start moving back into the uh, <laughs> Ohio Pennsylvania exclusion <laughs> zone. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. Our next story is from Eniash, and it's about Turkey. Another disaster. I'll be the yeah. country, National. not the bird. Natural. So Turkey was hit with uh, two earthquakes kind of back-to-back, 7.8 and 7.5 magnitude earthquakes, which are pretty darn big as far as earthquakes go. Yeah, that's uh, pretty big. How high does the scale go? I, I mean, it doesn't really have an upper limit. I don't think anything in the double digits has been recorded, has it? Yeah, I think once you get above, like, 9 yeah, or 9. 10. 9.5 is the highest ever. Okay. Okay, yeah, and, and like pretty short so it's a log scale so mm. every number uh every increment of numbers uh doubles the intensity so once you get to uh richter 10 you're talking about like like Break that w- that that would that would be what like the earth exploding would register on the richter scale <laughs> scary yeah yeah but yes these uh these were pretty big earthquakes. Uh, at this point, they, they actually managed to keep some people, keep finding people uh, four days out. I think they found a few people five days out, which is just, that's intense. I thought people generally died of dehydration after three days, but I guess, you know, there are exceptions. Uh, so a few, few, I don't want to say happy tales, a few less tragic tales here and there, but overall. Uh, happy endings. Yeah, yeah. 35,000 people are dead uh, at last count, which was this morning for me, so uh, Monday morning. Uh, it's probably going to keep going up. Uh, huge chunks of the city was uh, have been leveled. The city recently had a lot of expansion because they had major housing problems, and uh, Erdogan, their leader, one of his things that he was doing and very proud of was easing restrictions on building to get some buildings built. And uh, one of the restrictions he eased was the safety requirements and so a lot of newly built buildings got flattened like large high-rise apartments just completely fell over and uh tons of people dead i don't know this this seems very bad i mean originally i was just gonna say hey here's another shitty story about sucky things that happened let's move on but now that there's this regulation angle does does david have a take on this yeah, so your guess at my take is without government regulation, people would be incentivized to find out if their buildings were built well or not before buying them, rather than having a false security blanket. Uh, that's pretty close. Uh, the only change I'd make is, uh, I would say, uh, building or construction insurance agencies would have such an incentive, not uh, individual renters. Um 
And also, I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of government-related malfeasance in here, uh, in addition to, you know, the uh, zoning relaxation, um, or the building code relaxation. Um, Like, probably some shady contractor who bought off the inspector so that he could cut corners or something like that. Um, no, even, surely not. Yeah. The government would never do such a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, public-private partnerships tend to pair the efficiency and innovation of government with the um, with the soft-heartedness and uh, concern for their fellow man of the private sector. Oof. And, uh, yeah, that, that tends to be what... Uh, the same tends to apply to a lot of business in um, developing countries, and especially semi-theocratic kleptocracies like Turkey. Public-private partnerships really are the worst. They really are just absolutely terrible. <laughs> have a uh, friend who works at uh, Amazon's um, Northern Virginia office, and so he... He works on their government contracts, and my god, the horror stories. Oh, no. Mm. Well, maybe we can do a uh, bonus episode about those sometime. <laughs> Give them uh, a, uh, some kind of, some kind of uh, uh, voice disguise or technology <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, no, that that's totally out. The uh, inversion of that is just hiring an Ethiopian on uh, Mechanical Turk to re-record his lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll be fine, actually, if he gets fired, because our next story is that we have tons and tons of jobs Woo-hoo! in the country. Yay. Uh, the latest jobs report came out in January, and they added 517,000 jobs, where the expectation had been like 180,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was like two and a half times the expectation. It's this uh, incredible jobs report. Um, unemployment is down to 3.4%, which is its lowest since 1969. Nice. And it doesn't seem like this is going to be driving up inflation much because real wages are still falling. Um, nominal wages are up 4.4% from last year, but inflation is up 6.5%. Um, so there's no no indication of a wage, wage price spiral going on. Hmm. Uh, but... It's, this is, you know, if anything's going to keep us out of a recession, it's going to be this. Yeah. Are you worried um, that we're cutting for a recession? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how um, labor market participation changed? Uh, it's ticked up slightly. Oh. Huh. It actually okay. went up? Yeah, by like, by like I think like 0.1 or 0.01%, I don't quite remember. Yeah. Well, still, I was so. expecting it to go down. Yeah, it went up to 62.4%. It was 62.3%. Okay, nice. Yeah, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, unemployment rates, uh, as reported by the U.S. government, are kind of finicky in a way not a lot of people know about. They are the, it's the rate of people who uh, want to work who are not currently working. So well, it's not even uh, just wanting to work, it's actively seeking employment, yeah, if, I, if yeah. I recall. Yeah, that that is the the technical verbiage, and I'm simplifying for the sake of our dumb listeners. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> uh, just just kidding, listeners. I'm sure you're very smart. 
Um, I'm just saying the kid is sitting in his parents' basement saying like, well, I want a job, but, you know, isn't actually going and looking for one. He doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Uh, so if you see unemployment uh, falling, then that could either mean um, people are finding jobs or it could mean they're getting so discouraged that they stop looking and just go on to welfare or move back into their parents' basements or whatever. Uh, so, Yeah. If you see surprising falls in unemployment, that is the first thing you should check. Uh, Though if we're adding 500,000 jobs, then yeah, I'm not surprised that that's actually a real fall and not a movement from unemployment to non-participation. Yeah, that's what you'd expect in this situation. I was kind of bummed that I don't count as unemployed because I wanted to collect those sweet unemployment dollars and, and... and then they said, do you want a job? And I'm like, well, no. Said, well, fuck <laughs> off then. Uh, unemployment is... Actually, I kind of love the unemployment system. Yeah? Yeah, it's... Because I've been unemployed a few times. Like, I've gotten fired and laid off from jobs and needed some... It was just out of money. Like, I'd been living paycheck to paycheck. I had bills to pay. Mm-hmm. And I was able to apply for unemployment, start getting checks at, like... It was like 75% of what I was making, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really it really held me over. It, like, let me keep my apartment and pay my bills until I was able to get a new job. Nice. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like seemingly, at least in, um, I think it was in Pennsylvania that I ever used it, um, of an actual functional system. Cool. Well, they kept me from getting money, so it has to be somehow functional. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like keeping keeping the undesirables out <laughs> so that's good yeah my confusion here is i don't understand why wages aren't going up because everything i've i've been told about this and david you i'm sure you would know more about this than i am but when unemployment's this low aren't wages supposed to be going up fuck i don't know man <laughs> the, the you're last, the economist tell us the last it's a classic economist three answer. years have been so fucking weird from a labor econ perspective. I don't know, and anyone who says they know is probably selling something. (laughs) All right. Well, think of something to sell for the next time I ask. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next story. Bird flu. Yay? Boo. (laughs) Eniash. Yeah. What is going on with bird flu? Well, apparently it's killing all our chickens. It sucks. It, it does Although suck. that might be the vinyl chloride that's getting burned. Uh, I think they started dying before the train wreck. Ah, well. yeah. What can you do? Still uh, been yeah. a rough year for chickens so far. <laughs> it's a bad right? chicken year. It's bad year, year to be a chicken. Right? And these are all the, like, ethical chickens, right? They were just taking their eggs. They're not, they're not even the eating chickens. Oh, no. The, the egg chickens are also in horrible factory conditions. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Yeah, they're stuck in tiny little cages. They can't move. They often tear off their beaks. Oh, yeah, but I think the ones, like, in a, you know, rural Ohio are the, like, backyard chickens. Oh, those, the people yeah. are talking about getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Those, that's, that's unfortunate. Those are chickens with actually decent chicken lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, normal, normal egg chickens. Uh, not, not doing much better than the fryer chickens. Yeah, H5N1, ripping through the chicken population, making eggs very expensive for all of us, which is a bummer for me because I go through almost two dozen a week. I'm thinking about changing that now. I don't know. Fucking uh, Rocky over here. <laughs> it's drinking, really not drink, that much. Drinking raw eggs in the morning? No, no, it's just three eggs a day. It just kind of adds up over time, you know? Fair enough. Uh, but the the possibly worrying thing about it is that it's crossed over into mammals. A mink farm had, uh, had it 
going through the minks. Um, and when humans do catch it, it's usually pretty bad for them. But, you know, these are factory torture farm conditions where they're all side to side having parts of their bodies solderized out so that they uh, don't hurt each other like the this is probably not as um virulent out in real world conditions as it is in factories so mostly i've been hearing you probably don't got to worry about this crossover to mammals thing it doesn't happen outside of these factory places gotta love those factory farms no no you don't all right they're terrible yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> so, so Inyash, did you follow the discourse cycle about how um, the the cage free chickens after Colorado passed its cage free um, law were like shredding each other? Uh, I heard some things to that effect. Yes, because that happened while I was still living with a uh, vegetarian person. And how the the farms basically had a small door installed in them that you could go in and out of, and it was horrible conditions anyway. Hmm. Okay. Because that that got you... Yeah, you could call them cage-free if your chickens technically could go out through the small door, and it was still just a shit-filled concrete patio in the back. You mean cage-free doesn't really mean that they have space? It does not mean that they are on the Disney farm, no. Mm. Um, There are actually standards out there for ethical uh, animal raising yes. um, i forget what they're called but there's like there's like a scale from one to five it's like how how well are these animals treated yeah um so i would i would recommend people look to that if they want to know uh if their if their meat has been mistreated from what i have seen if you are paying less than four dollars a pound for chicken uh which is basically what everyone pays because that's an absurd price uh, you aren't getting the happy chickens because that is how much it costs to raise chickens in good natural conditions. Well, Moinkbox, sponsor our podcast, and we'll uh, we'll insert your ad right here. Who is Moinkbox? Uh, they do. They do just ship ethical meat. It's like level four on that level one to five scale. So yeah. did you guys know that um, turkey rounds for shotguns are actually like... Not super cheap, but they're pretty cheap relative to, you know, equivalent uh, pounds of ethically raised turkey. Oh, man, I do have wild turkeys running around here all the time. I I don't think that would work for 300 million Americans, though. There's just not enough turkeys, even if we all had our own shotguns. Maybe if we got some kind of turkey factory. Well, sure, but you could just, like, you know, do the right thing for yourself. And stop making excuses, Inyash. Do the right thing. Shoot some turkeys. Okay, good point. I apologize for being such a dill hole. You you are correct. (laughs) We forgive you for being such a dill hole. (laughs) That somebody did, because I couldn't couldn't count on Jesus to do it. (laughs) All right. Inyash is a dill hole. Andy's forgiven. You heard it here on The Mind Killer. Mm -hmm. Next story. There was a balloon. It was uh, Chinese, probably. It, I don't it, know. It was definitely Chinese. The Chinese. All right. It was a Chinese, it was Chinese balloon. It was spying on Montana, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, it was spying on Montana because that's where the strategic missile silos are. Is that where they are? Yes. Well, don't tell everybody. They know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a secret. <laughs> now we got to turn in David to the home security office. Right? Just kidding, everybody. There's no missile silos in Montana. He's the guy that's been leaking the documents to the uh, the video game people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably been hiding them in all the president's houses, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you caught me. 
God, that's such a good meme, though. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a Chinese spy balloon that people noticed. We shot it down. Uh, and then, David, what happened with NORAD? Uh, yeah, so if you've been following the balloon drama uh, since the Chinese spy Which balloon... you really should not have been. You might have realized yeah. that there have been a lot of stories like this coming out uh, since the Chinese balloon got shot down. Uh, I, from ones that I found just from a cursory glance at Twitter, uh, for our outline, uh, I found four other, uh, unidentified flying object related things, uh, one in Alaska, one in Canada, one in Michigan, and, uh, one somewhere else that I can't remember, um, and, like, some people have been saying things like, oh, the pilots didn't know what their propulsion system was and stuff like that. Uh, and so some people are saying that it's aliens invading. Um, it's not. Uh, after <laughs> the... So NORAD basically... Uh, North American Air Defense, uh, the, the people who are s- supposed to watch airspace over north america and sound the The alarm the ones who track santa claus yeah the ones who track santa claus (laughs) and also in theory uh incoming nuclear weapons um they basically had enough contacts that they didn't do anything about and that people thought were aliens early on in their history that they ended up cranking the automatic filters for what counts as a contact to them way up uh, and then after the Chinese balloon thing, they turned it down slightly, uh, specifically the one that um, requires anomalies to be traveling at a certain speed before they get flagged, uh, because, you know, balloons are notable for not being particularly fast. And now, after however many decades of NORAD just not tracking slow stuff, they're freaking out because they're suddenly seeing dozens of balloons that are just normal balloons that people got used to being able to send up, uh, and then suddenly the Air Force is shooting them down because they're showing up on NORAD scopes. Either that, or it actually is uh, alien invasions, and for some reason the aliens are weak to Sidewinder missiles. Uh, seems kind of implausible to me, but I guess it could Well, you gotta happen. shoot them right into their primary weapon. Yeah, but only while it's charging to fire. Yeah. That'll <laughs> <laughs> blow up the whole thing. Yeah. David, aren't you young? I'm not that young, I don't think. That's an or odd maybe, question. uh, I don't know. I, I had a proper moral education. I did see Independence Day. Okay, um, fair enough. Are you under the impression that young people don't watch Independence Day? I mean, why young people? Yeah, why would young you? Young people watch very to see Will Smith go. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's what YouTube's yeah. for. You can yeah, see that in one minute. Young people watch very little that isn't on TikTok. Uh, but I, I don't consider myself a young person for those intentioned purposes. I was okay. brought up you, right. You have an old soul. Yeah, oh, okay, I, I, cool. I've seen Independence Day. I've seen Red Dawn. I, I'm familiar sure, with the I classics. I haven't even seen Red Dawn. Oh shit, Inyash, we need to watch Red Dawn. It's so I good. Do that because you're going to be here next week. We could maybe watch Red Dawn together. Yes, we will do this. Right. Cool. So I saw some aliens tonight. Mm. I was telling these guys pre-show. I saw uh, out on my 
my deck like two hours ago. I looked up and there's just this line of lights flying across the sky, just per- in a perfectly straight line. It was crazy. Mm. I posted about it on my local Facebook group. They say it's Starlink satellites that are that are just getting sent up. It was super cool. It looked like a like a train almost. I think it was probably aliens. I don't. I don't know if I buy this whole Starlink thing. That does sound pretty cool to like have a star train in the sky, though. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. I hope to see that myself someday. All right, we'll keep looking up. Damn, that's my problem. I actually very rarely do. Don't you live in like one of the places with the best sky? Dude, the, like I the live best in... night sky in the world? No, I would have to drive up to the mountains, which is like two hours away. I live in Denver, basically. Oh. We get all the Denver light pollution. I don't even yeah, get the well. cool, you know, city metropolitan stuff because I'm out in a suburb. Bummer. I ain't gonna lie. I actually, I don't know. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was gonna say I kind of like it, but I don't know. Maybe I would like living in the city. I've never tried it. Oh God, no! It's terrible. Inyasha, I have a friend who has a second home up in the mountains. Uh, I'll see if we can uh, borrow their home for a bit, and um, we can go. We can go. Start Show this man some sky. You don't have to, because on my way to Burning Man this year, Charlie made me pull over while we were in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, and there were no cars going by. And I looked up, and I saw not only the entire fucking sky. I think I saw the Milky Way for the first time in my life. We may have talked about this already. It was amazing. David, you're in Utah, right? Yeah, because I'm led to believe basically the entire state of Utah is like a dark sky zone. Uh, I don't know. I I tend not to, uh, you know, look up. No, I, you're also in a major city, right? Yeah, I'm in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, that's that's not going to be a good sky yeah, place. Salt Lake, oh yeah, but you Salt could Lake go like city 30 minutes away. A, isn't a dark sky zone. I haven't been 30 minutes out of town when the sun's been down. Uh, but I will come up with an excuse to do that and let you know. All right. Well, enough digressions. On mm. to AI news. Yay. Woo! Uh, first bit of AI news is from David complaining about OpenAI. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, OpenAI released some uh, policy guidance uh, or uh, policy proposal. Uh, this was Like for the government? Uh, yeah. It, it's a proposal. So, you know, it doesn't mean anything at this point, but... Uh, it might mean something later, and that would be bad. Uh, so this proposal is notionally to curb, um, uh, disinformation from large language models, uh, like ChatGPT, uh, except not ChatGPT because they made sure it's thoroughly cucked. Um, Hmm. The part, the reason why I care and why you probably should too is that uh, they also couched it in AI safety terms, uh, which I do not like for a good number of reasons. Um, and I think in general, there's been a lot of hijacking of AI safety language by big content uh, trying to uh convince people to give them power and help them maintain their monopoly in the name of stopping the paper clips and it and it's it, horseshit yeah um a, a it may or may not actually help stop the paper clips and b i consider big content winning to be at best marginally better than paper clips so yeah <laughs> Uh, I I do not like this Sam I am and I wish that 
EAs and other people who care about AI safety were would call this stuff out more vigorously. Because well, I guess you're on the die with dignity wagon. No, I'm on the. Um, if we're going to have an apocalypse, it should be a stability AI branded apocalypse wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Dignity. <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Uh, I'm looking at this. It says. They should. Uh, the government should impose access controls on AI hardware, which basically means GPUs, which yeah. you know are just normal computer chips. If well, hold on. If that would ah. if that would slow down AI, uh, then maybe that is a good thing, and they should do that. Um, well, I was going to say this is something I hear from like EA and rationalist types all the time, which is that uh, you know it's. This uh, AI is progressing too fast, and we should um, turn into Neo-Luddites and smash all the the looms or whatever. Okay, well, I was recently discussing this in a different group, and I was told people like that didn't exist. And considering that the uh, one of the tweets talking about this I saw uh, concluded with something along the lines of, I can't wait for the AI safety people to tell us both that... Uh, the government isn't going to kick down your door uh, and uh, for the crime of ha- owning a GPU, and also it's good that it's happening. So, <laughs> cool. Glad I got that checked off. Um, I mean, I don't think the government is going to do that, but I think maybe they should sh- not literally kick down your door, you know? But uh, I think Inyash, that- that's the only move that the government has. Yes, if you're about well, to propose a uh, national war on graphics processing units, then like just be aware that you're basically opening up a new front in the war on drugs. Right. I, you know, I don't think it's going to stop anything, but I think even something that makes things more difficult for people that slows things down by a year or two might be good. Might be the extra year or two that we need. Terrible. Uh, just Inyash, terrible. Inyash, do you have a cold again? Uh, I am actually, it took me fucking eight goddamn days to get over COVID, and that was with an antiviral helping me out. I just have the weakest immune system when it comes to COVID. Although now I have the best immune system, because after four shots and live virus, I should be good. Uh, Which is all to say, I I think having an extra year or two to solve alignment is net good. Uh, (laughs) I agree with Wes. (laughs) <laughs> I knew the alignment people. I knew I couldn't trust them. Okay. And this is just more evidence of that. Because here they go being like, in the name of alignment, we must slow down technological advance. Don't go so fast, everyone. Let's make the world worse because it wouldn't be safe to make it better. I mean... F that, man. I would like the world to be better and to still exist at the same time. Okay, well, let's do that. I that, that yeah that is what I'm proposing. You are the one who's like you know. No, you're I the one who's saying like let's not make up. the world better. Let's let's not have technology that does stuff for us because okay, it's, it's oh, literally somebody impossible might. To, it's meh. impossible to stop technology entirely. I am saying if we slow it down, we might no, have enough. No, time. you're saying you're saying that because it's impossible to stop technology entirely, only the Di- Walt Disney Corporation should be allowed to do technology. Oh, God, no. Fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, well, that's what you're saying, whether it's what you intend or not. <laughs> I mean, I I am about to complain very mightily about people trying to um, preserve copyright laws uh, for their own, I don't know, monetary interests. But in terms of things that might slow down the development of 
AI, yeah, I, I would be in favor of that. Yeah, but but as far as these this uh, policy proposal goes, it wouldn't do that. It would just make well, sure that, that any progress shooting. which is done is only done by big content. Well, I'm definitely against that, but you said something okay, about making well, GPUs maybe illegal. maybe next time you should, you know, actually find out what you're talking about before you go talking about stuff. I was talking to you about five seconds after you said they're going to make GPUs illegal. If you were uh, hyperbolizing what they're actually doing, then I'm sorry I took you seriously. Okay, yeah, they're not going to make GPUs illegal. They're going to make GPUs illegal for everyone who's not a government contractor or big corporation. That's so much better. (laughs) I have an actual philosophical disagreement with Inyash here. Okay, what's up? I just have an extremely strong prior against anyone saying that... This new technology is going to ruin everything. Yeah. I mean, and I understand that about you. I just disagree with you. Speculative AI risks are not going to be enough to overcome that. I hope maybe I can convince you of that, that that is wrong at some point, but... Ugh. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But I don't think I'm going to because I know how stubborn you are. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's, what's this next story about Getty Images? Yeah, Getty Images is, I know, right? Uh, They're they're a large company that has a lot of images that they buy and I guess even have some of their own people that they send out to take these pictures. But they own a huge image database. And uh, Stable Diffusion was trained on basically all the images on the internet, including some of the Getty's images that are out there on the internet. And uh, so Getty is like, well, why didn't you give us money? We're going to sue you for $1.8 trillion. I mean, Can we I'm, just talk about this? this no, is, this was, uh, this this is was a another lawsuit. Another lawsuit? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, another one. It's basically the same thing, Yeah, right? big content Very is similar. going after stability hard because they want to go ahead and own the deed to the future light cone of Earth-originating intelligent life. Yeah, it's complete well, I want that. How do I get it on that? Uh, they're saying things like, this is uh, our copyright because you used our images to train your AI, so it's not... I mean, we, we talked about this whole thing last week. I, there's, yeah. there's, there's not much new to say, except that um, Getty Images are also fuckers, and uh, that is another company that we should now put on our kill this company list. Not the humans in it, just the company. I mean, what we should really do is kill the laws that make this sort of thing plausible. Yes, U.S. copyright has got to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean... The the law as it currently exists isn't supporting these lawsuits. The lawsuits are unsupportable. It's just that I, also I'm really not convinced as a as a uh, uh, I mean we should kill U.S. copyright law. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but we should do that because it's the right thing to do, not because it will stop <laughs> these nuisance lawsuits. Fair All right, enough. we'll see. Yeah. I think this might have some more legal backing than, than you think. But we covered that before, so yeah. I won't go over it again. All right. Uh, David, tell me about deepfake boner pill scans. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I have not looked into this in a ton of depth, uh, except if you click through to our link, uh, you will find a very convincing... Um, or you will find a video of someone on Joe Rogan... Uh, hawking an on-sale testosterone supplement 
And this is not a video that it was taken by the Joe Rogan Experience Incorporated. Uh, it is a deep fake, and it is here, and we are not ready for it. Uh, I don't think the deep fake apocalypse will last more than one election cycle, but I uh, also am long the position that very soon there will. Uh, a video will hit the internet showing Joe Biden uh, using some very disparaging language about certain demographic groups, and that that video will be a deep fake, and that it will cast our country into chaos for a while, and either a law will be passed banning uh, deep fakes, and deep and uh, big content will put another win in the win column. Or society will adapt and people will just stop trusting video that comes from untrustworthy sources and uh, we will get one step closer to paradise. Uh, I suspect the second, how how would anyone ever be able to prove that something was a deep fake? Uh, I mean, maybe if it was out in public or something, but if it's like purportedly to be video from a private a private place where, you know, only one or two people were there... Then whoever well, for, well for not whoever first published the video, but the internet people will be like, look, of course they're going to deny it, but it totally happened, kind of like uh, the justice's wife. For example, if a clip purportedly showing uh, someone on the Joe Rogan Experience originates from the Joe Rogan Experience official Twitter account, then it's probably authentic. Yes, but there's no way you could uh, pass a law that says. I mean, you, you could pass a law because people do a lot of stupid things. Yes. But, yeah, all right, fine. I guess the, the government could do a stupid thing. I'm just saying it would be extremely hard to prove certain videos are deep fakes. You're not wrong, a, my dude. Okay. I mean, they could they could do things like ban GPUs, but, I mean, what kind of idiot would advocate for that? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably like some kind of forensic examination you could do of a video at at currently that would show whether it's real or not yeah I, but that probably won't last yeah you may or may not be right but um if it is currently a thing you can do it won't be for very long we we already can't tell if something was written by chat gpt uh, i know that there's this program out there that says it can do it but uh apparently it's got an yeah, abyssal I mean, have you seen positive rates rate? Yeah, terrible success rates, and uh, they do. It does things like um, count, uh, say that the Bible was most likely written by ChatGPT. Yep. Mm. Which you know, finally, I just watched things. an amusing video of Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, and the Joker playing Minecraft, <laughs> and I was shocked to learn that this was not actually a thing that happened. Was Minecraft around when that movie came out? No. By okay. the way, it, it was a deep fake. I mean, yeah. I know. I understand. That's why I brought it up in the segment about deepfakes. I, I, I know it was a deepfake. I just was <laughs> trying to do the timelines in my head. Uh, actually, uh, no. Well, this was the uh, Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, I know. Okay. If it was the if it was the the uh, the newer Joker, then definitely. Well, yeah, but like Minecraft has been around for a while now. That's true. I think actually maybe it was. Oh. Don't know. I'm pretty sure there was no overlap between anyone caring about Jordan Peterson and Heath Ledger being alive. That is probably true. All right. Next AI story. A judge used ChatGTP to make a court ruling? Uh, GPT, uh, but yes. Yes. Uh, what did I say? GTP. 
That's ableist to correct me. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the court ruling, uh, the court, what is the thing when you have case? That is court the thing case? that okay. you can have in court. I, I don't know why that wasn't coming to my head. The case was specifically about some sort of a- AI dispute. And so the judge was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, ask chat gpt about this as well since it seems pertinent i think he was totally just using that as an excuse because he wanted to play with uh, this cool new tool uh but yeah he asked chat gtp some questions and put them in the uh, legal decision the entirety of what chat gpt said and that's a thing that happened a i don't think that's you know a big deal it's just another tool but it's interesting that it happened for the first time where the output of chat gpt is now in the official legal proceedings of a court case as quoted by the judge yeah put those lawyers out of business hell oh wait a minute i mean oh no (laughs) just kidding you ai can't do my job but there's a lot of lawyers whose job you can do (laughs) yeah (laughs) good thing i do the active kind of lawyering yeah that's cool. This was in Colombia, by the way. Don't get excited about this coming into American courts. Uh, right. I guess I should have clarified that at the top. Our bar association will not stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever? Did we ever talk about the guy who wanted to? Uh, who was trying to get somebody to to use his like robot lawyer at the Supreme Court? Yeah, uh, we talked about it. Did we talk about that? Because mm-hmm. he definitely backed off. Yeah. Yes. As they told him <laughs> that like. I was been saying the whole time that that's unauthorized practice of law, and he could go to jail. Yeah, that sucks. What are oh. you talking about? That's great. We can't let non lawyers do law stuff. Yeah, the money's for us. Gosh, good point. <laughs> Thank you for correcting wasn't, me. Wasn't the defendant in that supposed to be someone who was defending themselves pro se? I mean, there was no actual person. He just put out a thing that was like, "Hey, if anyone's going before the Supreme Court, I'll pay you a million dollars." To wear this earpiece and just say whatever the robot says. Yeah, and then like two weeks later, he said, never mind, they're going to put me in jail. <laughs> I talked to some lawyers about this, and they <laughs> said I'll go to jail. I am. Um, the lawyers would say that. And I was like, maybe you should have just asked your bot. <laughs> I am pretty sure that there was, that he did like actually have someone who was in like traffic court or something. Uh, who agreed to it and then backed it, and then either he or the person backed out. But I might be misremembering. Womp womp. The traffic court is far less controversial, though. He was asking for a Supreme Court case. A Supreme yeah, you're Court still not allowed defendant. to even do that in traffic court, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's I think still the unauthorized fact that practice of law. You're not a lawyer. You're a robot. Yeah, but if you're defending yourself pro se, is there like a limit on what you can do in order to do that defense? Yes, but also it's not the defendant that's going to get in trouble. It's the the um, the company because they're the ones giving legal advice. Okay. <laughs> like I could be on the phone with a defendant in a court telling him what to say. And, you know, if I wasn't a lawyer, um, the, the defendant's not going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble because I'm if, the one doing a lawyer job without a license. What if you are a um, a large language model though and not a human look we're not saying that interesting law wouldn't come out of the case (laughs) where uh where do not pay would get smacked around we're just saying in the end do not pay would get smacked around yeah i think if they were not 
promoting this as like a robot lawyer, and yeah. if it was not intended to give legal advice, and somebody just like say use chat, someone GTP, just had an AirPod fall into their ear on the way to the courtroom. No, no, I'm saying if a if a defendant who's representing themselves was using Chat GTP, um, to you know, at some kind of voice to text, and it would like tell them in their ear what to say. Okay, um, they probably wouldn't get in trouble for that. Wes, hey, Wes. Yeah. Generative pre-trained transformer. The pre-trained comes before transformer. What about generative transformer of pre-trainedness? <laughs> I don't have to take this abuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I've got a follow-up to our previous story. Which, Which one? one? The the, the boner movie- pills. Yes, the film <laughs> Batman The Dark Knight Returns released on September 25th, 2012, whereas Minecraft... I'm sorry, uh, released... what year? Says <laughs> September 2012. 2012. 20... <laughs> sorry, 2012 Certainly late Obama, possibly post-Obama. I don't remember. I, I have very fuzzy memories of the pre-COVID times. I have faith in Joe Rogan. He probably interviewed all sorts of Canadian professors. I don't think Joe Rogan was interviewing people in 2012. That I have is faith also in Joe Rogan. He was interviewing people back then. Wasn't he on some reality show? Yeah, like Fear Factor or something? Yeah. yeah. And Jordan Peterson was on Fear Factor. It all makes sense. <laughs> Totally. All right, moving on. Oh, God, you're turning this, Inyash, you're turning this into one of your podcasts. Inyash, are you constantly going on tangents? Inyash, are you sure you don't have a cold? (laughs) I no. This is what he's like. Do you you listen to his podcast? Not he doesn't for a damn good reason. Conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, this is this is what that podcast is like. 100% 100% of the time. I am very sorry I've given you so much editing to do to make it more uh, like your podcast and less like mine. No, I'm not it. doing that. This is this is what people are going to hear. Okay, nah. this is the bad episode. It is my fault, and it won't happen again. <laughs> All right, well, there's our episode can, title. Yep. <laughs> the bad episode. It's Inyash's fault. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's talk about more news stuff. Uh, here's something actually relevant to some things in our country. Hmm. The Iowa is not going to be... The first primary uh, in on for the Democrats anymore, and I suppose it was never the first primary. It was a caucus. How the which hell is did, even worse than a primary? How the hell did Iowa let that happen? Um, they ab- massively fucked up the caucus last time and couldn't declare a winner for three weeks. Ah, and also everyone hates Iowa and was like, "Why the fuck are we here? <laughs> Why are we always doing this?" Every four years, people were like. Why the fuck do we start with Iowa? This is so dumb. So they're going to start with South Carolina. Or at least they're going to try to start with South Carolina. Apparently, the state that's not cooperating is New Hampshire. What? Uh, New, so traditionally, it was Iowa would have their caucus, then New Hampshire would have their primary. And they had took a lot of pride in, in being the first primary. Oh. Um, and now the Democratic Party is saying, all right, we're going to do South Carolina. 
as the first primary, and then Nevada, and then New Hampshire could go. And New Hampshire is like, well, I think we're just going to go first. Yeah, isn't it the individual states that decide when they're going to do this? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what kind of coercion they're planning on using to get New Hampshire to cooperate, but so far, they're like, F this. (laughs) So would New Hampshire have to move their primary up to do this? I don't know exactly what the date of the South Carolina one is supposed to be. I don't even know if that's set. I think all they decided was what order to do them in. Mm. Although, no, I think they did pick dates. So I don't know. But New Hampshire, you know, they can easily do that. Um, They they have like they took some unanimous vote in their state Senate. That was like, we're going to stay first. Cool. So I am just I'm I'm so excited to see how this plays out because what's better than democratic infighting yeah if they really want to get ahead of the ball they're just going to move it to december 2023 well there you go we'll just have 2023 primaries yeah all right next story is that covid is over yay on in may wait no we declared covid over last year oh yeah well the government's finally caught up to us oh well i knew it was gonna bound to happen eventually Biden is ending the like state of emergency or whatever it is on he's announced that it's it's over May 11th. So we're going back to normal. Didn't he announce that it was over already just before he tried to forgive the student debt? No. That was a different thing that was over. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> that was the student debt emergency or something. I don't know. How many times can COVID be over? Damn. Uh how Only many once, times and it was can last it be year. milked for political uh political gain oh it's gonna be over a few more times then before the election yeah, right? yes <laughs> it's gonna end two weeks before the election yep so what does this change in practical terms uh it's just government policies i don't know exactly which ones probably some kind of funding for dumb stuff i'm assuming it's not going to change anything about how schools are doing their crazy shit oh no that's all none of that's federal yeah this is going to change literally nothing <laughs> Probably including the student debt forgiveness thing, which is literally entirely premised on the COVID emergencies still being ongoing. It's not premised on that. It is. That's how it is legally justified, in quotes. No, you guys keep saying that, and you're wrong every time. What? It's just, it's legal justification is that student, the student loans were paused during the emergency. Uh Uh-huh. And that the... Like, all it had to be was during the emergency when they forgave it. No, so it was the... If it ends, whenever it ends, it doesn't matter. He already announced the policy. The justification was uh, the p- bill that passed right after 9-11 saying that people the who Heroes are... Act. Uh, <laughs> the Heroes Act. The Heroes Act, yes. Heroes. That are <laughs> involved in an uh, emergency of that nature can have their... Uh, student loans forgiven. Uh, right. The president has the ability to do that. And then the president that said, all well, we're us. all, exactly, we're all involved in the COVID emergency, just like the first responders in 9-11. So uh, everybody right, but gets, he didn't. Yeah. Right, but he didn't have to forgive the student loan debt for the firefighters on 9-11. He could do it a year later after the emergency was over. The, the emergency doesn't uh, have to keep going. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right, that's a good point. It just had to have been an emergency. Shit. I really should have thought of that on my own. You really should have. Well. All right. Well, anyway, enough of this foolishness. It's time to go on to happy news. Good news, everyone. First... 
story in happy news, which I actually had in regular news before, but everyone objected because this is actually pretty awesome, is that California's zoning code is um, kind of over. This is uh, Gavin Newsom decided recently to start enforcing a law from the 90s that required local zoning codes, or as they call them in California, housing elements which is a weird name that I don't know why they use, but that just refers to zoning codes. They have to be approved by the state housing department, and they have to add new houses as population grows. And this law was updated in the 2010s to get rid of like a bunch of nonsense zoning that cities were doing so they could have actually so they could avoid uh, adding new housing, so they just would like zone really unsuitable places for residential housing that no one would want to build on. Um, and they so the, the law disallowed that. But this just was never really enforced until very recently. Um, Gavin Newsom's housing department just started rejecting plans. And there's a provision that says, if you don't have an approved plan by a certain deadline, you lose all zoning authority in your town. <laughs> and this has happened to yeah. a whole bunch of towns. Um, the first one that happened to was Santa Monica. And they had to instantly approve like 4,000 housing projects, which was like five or six times what they'd, what they'd approved in the past year. It's fucking glorious. And there's a bunch um, – and, and even the, the, the towns that haven't um, had their full zoning authority pulled had to submit plans that would include like tons more housing. They are all freaking the hell out over there. Yeah, and but like the majority of um, of towns in the in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, not the actual city of San Francisco, but the majority of the towns around it, they didn't get it in in time, so they just have no zoning, <laughs> and and so developers can just submit projects, get them approved, and then even if they they the towns submit a plan um, that gets approved, anything that's approved during this this period is still approved. So developers are like rushing to get these plans in, and they're all getting approved. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it's like, damn, man. Yeah, I didn't know. Imagine if this kind of positivity was at the top of the show. It totally would have thrown us off our rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We gotta save it for uh, for the back half. Uh, there's a, we'll include a link in the show notes. There's just a bunch of developers now meeting around uh, San Francisco to share like creative ideas for housing that they weren't allowed to build before. It's like fun modular homes and like triplexes, and it all looks uh, it looks neat. Oh, cool. But yeah, way to go, Gavin Newsom. I, I didn't think he had it in him. I will never be able to bring myself to say those words or to agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we give Trump credit when he does stuff that doesn't suck. We can give Newsom credit, too. It's, You're not wrong. I mean, it's... It's okay. We, you don't have to say. Yeah, uh, if he keeps being cool, I'll, I'll work my way there eventually, but I'm going to have to no, take no, some we don't baby have to steps say, for now. <laughs> we don't have to say he's good. We can just say, this was a good thing you did. This was... <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. India found a bunch of lithium? Yeah. Uh, in fact, five they found indium, but go on. <laughs> 5.9 million right. tons of it. 
And it's, you know, hard and energy. Um, it's a hard thing to withdraw from the mountains. Very energy intensive, but it is there. And that is a good thing because we're going to need a hell of a lot more lithium in the future if we're uh, battery batteryizing our economy. Is that a word? It's a word now. I guess. Yeah. So, so lithium, is that, is that primarily used in batteries? I know lithium ion batteries are a thing. I mean, lithium is used about in a lot of ever, things, yeah. but it is, yeah, one of the very important components in the batteries that have the name lithium is in it them. used in gpus you know i don't know I but don't uh if it so. is I then we need just... to go and burn all the lithium that they found apparently yeah i think gpus are just insanely pure silicon ah well all right well that's pretty cool yeah if i remember right lithium isn't actually that rare uh it's mostly just like really energy intensive to extract uh but still it's pretty cool also, I heard recently, probably not the thing making us all fat. Huh. Oh, yeah. You just heard that recently? Yeah. Well, because it was only like a couple months ago that the slime mold time mold came yeah, out. Yeah, we all know that's and was microplastics. So the <laughs> slime mold time mold thing was, I think, like a year or more ago. And then just oh, uh, really? yeah, I didn't hear a about it. It was in the COVID well, times. Yes. And a couple months after uh, that came out, we did a Basin Conspiracy podcast on it. And then like two weeks after the episode came out, it came out that it was it's actually probably not lithium and i was like god damn it that's some terrible timing but uh yeah it's it's probably not lithium oh yeah but there was a, a less wrong article um just this past week oh, that was talking one. about how it was probably not that like the evidence for any kind of environmental contaminant mm-hmm. is is really weak well, oh, okay. well we all know that's one. false it's microplastics <laughs> all right all right dude. sorry we just need to burn all the microplastics so they can't make us fat anymore yeah that definitely won't be a problem <laughs> yeah just throw it in the vinyl chloride <laughs> yeah. all right anyway uh next story um very few cases of guinea worm down to 13 uh that have hey. been reported and this is like a provisional number it's not fully locked in until i believe march uh but it looks like only 13 guinea worm cases this year it is well on its way to eradication uh it just uh 1986 it was something like three point something million uh so down to 13 pretty darn good also infections that seems pretty cool yeah yeah infections in animals are down 21 percent from last year down to about 700 animals and uh you know guinea worm disease bad thing it'll encounter incapacitate people for weeks or months making them unable to do much of anything really which will really fuck up your economy plus you know your life uh and all this was done without medicine or vaccine i mean like how was it uh, done so just human interventions as in uh don't put the don't put your foot in the water when the worm is crawling out of it uh, ah non-pharmaceutical interventions yeah don't drink water unless it's been filtered uh don't let your dogs eat fish guts that they find like yeah, all that stuff. And that's been enough to do this. It's kind of My impressive. God, a successful education uh, initiative? I guess. I, I Damn. Mean, seeing how painful and shitty this is, I, I, I had a lot of um, motivation for people to actually listen, yeah. I guess. Man, maybe education is not so hard if you're telling people true and useful things. Maybe. We, we really need to up our um, exterminating pathogens game. Um, yes. As far We've as I know, it's one. just the one so far. We we got to get yeah. those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, guinea worm, you're next. Yeah. That's right. Coming for you. First guinea worm, then pubic lice, then polio. <laughs> I believe in you, humanity. <laughs> you can do it. That's right. Hell yeah. All right, next story. David, 
What's SpaceX up to? Uh, yeah, so they uh, recently successfully static fire tested a starship. What is that? Uh, it's, What's a static fire it's test? It's when they do a normal test launch, like they're going to put it into orbit, but the clamps that release the ship from the pad don't let go. Uh, it's just to make sure that like that the engines will fire correctly without damaging the pad or blowing up or doing anything bad like that. Uh, not trying to see if it'll actually, you know, go into orbit. Do we not already know that Starship works? I don't know. Uh, we, this may not I be I thought the, Starship uh, had been to space already. Uh, no, it hasn't. Uh, Falcon Heavy has, uh, which oh, is... that's probably what uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, precursor to Starship, but... So this um, is the better one? Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the one that, like, if it works and starts a regular uh, launch cycle, will be able to, like, haul uh, prefab colony gear. All right. Ooh. Mars Colony, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty cool. Next story. I think this is from Eniash about vaccine potency. Yes. A new way to significantly increase the potency of almost any vaccine has been developed by the International Institute for Nanotechnology at Northwestern University. Ooh, nanotechnology. Yeah. Sounds futuristic. It does. Uh, they're using a small um, nan peptide ball uh i don't know i guess technically it's nano uh i i didn't really focus on the nano thing too much because like oh, okay yeah it's a very small biological particle that they're using uh but they are using it to alter the placement of antigens in this vaccine they the vaccines are nearly identical just from like a compositional standpoint but changing the way that they um the way that they're structured dramatically increases the immune response which is i mean i guess makes sense when you think about it but probably not something people thought about very often before so uh or or they didn't have the technology to do it probably both anyways uh small changes in antigen placement on a vaccine significantly elevate cell to cell communication crosstalk and cell synergy Ooh, it's, synergy yeah. i have a business degree so i like that word <laughs> it's a good one <laughs> uh it, it makes the the vaccines about 30 percent more effective uh, this was studied on cancer vaccines, and they were able to double... Wait, we have vaccines for cancer? That is also a thing I learned today. They That's were able cool. to double the number of T-cells, uh, white blood cells, uh, their type of white blood cells, that were available to attack tumors. Um, cool. So, yeah, that is very cool. And this led me to a sa- uh, the last happy news for today, uh, because I was like, wait, they have vaccines for cancers? Yeah, apparently... There's vaccines for cancers that are being developed. Uh, there's a brain cancer awesome. one. Yeah. That uh, the researchers at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston are using CRISPR to change proteins within a living within some living cancer cells. Uh, and then they would go attack tumors and prime those tumors and other cells for destruction. So that's... What? Yeah. So they're using CRISPR to turn cancer cells into cancer-killing cells? Yes. Awesome. That definitely sounds like the uh, hokey science-y explanation behind why zombies exist in a zombie movie, but I have faith in humanity, <laughs> so I'm going to just say cool. It was the CRISPR vaccine. <laughs> it, just kidding, it was w- mushrooms. Wasn't that the explanation for, like, I Am Legend or something? Like, mutated oh, a rabies virus to attack cancer and it turned people into zombies? Yeah, I think so damn you've got a <laughs> mind for movie trivia yeah too bad it's not good for anything else 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good for economics. They really biffed that economics <laughs> question. So I don't know. Hey, he's a data scientist, not an economist. <laughs> I am an economist. He's definitely scientist. not an economist. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that brings us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so this is a uh, dumb troop deployment. I'm sorry about that, but it's just been on my mind as something I want to rant at about. And so I'm going to get it off my chest. 50 caliber does not mean good. Uh, Specifically, the impetus for this was I saw a discussion about a web serial where uh, the the legions of hell invade Earth, but don't realize that we're no longer in the Bronze Age and America (laughs) invades hell back. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, it's a great... uh, Six days worse, right? Yeah, it's a great premise, uh, except one of the things that apparently happens is uh, 50 Beowulf. A specific 50 caliber cartridge becomes standard issue uh, so that soldiers can deal with big demons, except 50 Beowulf fucking sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it, like, won't go into battery pretty much ever. Like, if you're shooting a magazine of 10 rounds, then you can expect it to jam on at least three of them. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, if you're writing any sort of fiction... Uh, just be aware that just because something is labeled 50 caliber doesn't mean it's good. In this specific instance, I would recommend, uh, going with 458 SOCOM, which has a lot of the same attractive properties of 50 Beowulf, except it's actually a good cartridge that will load into the chamber and fire properly. Um, yeah, that's all I have. All right. Well, thank you, David, for that very important uh, uh, fact. Have you tried contacting the webcomic creator to let him know? Uh, he died of COVID, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Well, okay then. All right, Eniash, what's your troop deployment? My troop deployment is that people should do more fun, crazy, high-variance things. Uh, I Yeah, I recently was invited out to a friend's birthday party. Uh, It's his 40th birthday party, and he lives way out on the East Coast, and I'd have to fly out there. Sounds like like a (laughs) dickhole. But I was like, what the fuck? What's the worst that can happen? Let's go out and do this, meet some new people. It'll be great. And it was great. And the friend is actually pretty darn cool. I mean, he's a lawyer, so you got to get past that. But aside from that, cool guy. Mm. Uh, He's also a podcast host, the worst kind of person. Oh, God. What a dick. I bet he wears a fedora. (laughs) Um, I, I went on a second date, uh, to, which was 10 days in Europe, which with a different person. Yes. Not, not the same Wes. person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was, um, you know, it is not a traditional second date. Uh, and I don't know if it was the best idea, but it was memorable. And like now I can say for the rest of my life. Yeah. My second date was a weird 10 day retreat out somewhere. So, uh, do, do more crazy high variance things. They're just really, you, you, you'll remember them for a long time. You might find out some cool, interesting things. And, uh, Generally, the worst that can happen is you lose some time and maybe a little bit of money. I realize not everyone can, like, take off for 10 days in the middle of the work year, but there's other crazy high-variance things you can do. Hey, Inyash, I was going to ask this next week when we're together in person, but I feel like now's a really apropos time. Do you want to join in on a uh, hog hunt in a few months in Texas? 
See, I'm... Hmm. Say I'm, yes. I'm you, don't need, inclined to... you don't need to give me an answer right now. Uh, I, I just wanted to make the pitch right now. I'm a little less inclined because it involves uh, killing things, but actually, maybe. I hear these hogs are basically the orcs of Texas, and they gotta go. Yes. And plus, that sounds pretty nutty and high variance. It, it, Shit, it is right. very nutty and high variance, yes. Uh, I might just have to do this, man. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. My troop deployment this week is that we were robbed. <gasps> now, last episode, I predicted that my troop deployment this week would be about how the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. And sadly, that is not the case. But not because they didn't play better than the other team, because the refs robbed them at the end by calling a defensive holding penalty on this little ticky-tacky contact that they were letting them get away with all game. It was complete bullshit. And I just want to go on record now saying that it was complete bullshit. And I want to say that all the, like, sportscasters who came out today that were like, yeah, it was a bad call, but, you know, you can't put yourself in that position to, you know, lose the game because of a bad call. Hey, fuck you guys. All right? You're the same ones that for the past two weeks have been talking about how evenly matched these teams are and how it's just going to come down to the little things exactly like that. This is exactly the game you wanted. It was an amazing game. It was tied 35-35. Neither team could get a defensive stop, but the Eagles finally got one, and it was taken away by this bullshit holding call that gave Kansas City the first down and let them just run out the clock. When we should have had the Eagles getting the ball back down three, with a minute and a half to try and go score. And that would have been an amazing game. But instead, we got this bullshit. It sucks. And if you won't say it sucks, then you suck. <laughs> I'm sorry your team lost, Wes. Thank you. I'll, I'll be over it by next episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Substack. Uh, it's only five bucks a month, and you'll get episodes early. You'll get access to bonus episodes, and you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel where you can yell at us about whatever you want. We just have to take it because you're paying customers. What are we going to do? Uh, come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye.